Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review Podcast. My name is Thierry Hillis. I am the editor of Global University Venturing. And as always, I'll also bring you the news from global corporate venturing and global impact venturing. And it is just me again today for the last episode of 2020. We'll be taking a break over the holidays as next Monday is, well, it's a bank holiday here in the UK anyway. And then obviously after that, we are straight into the new year. But we'll be back with a new news episode on the 11th of January. But even before then, we'll have some more new interviews for you. So do keep an eye out on that. It might be getting towards the end of the year, but that doesn't mean the news has actually slowed down. Ant Group may not have been able to successfully go public, but China's other hugely valuable VC-backed private company, ByteDance, is reportedly in the process of raising $2 billion at a $180 billion valuation. KKR and Sequoia Capital are co-leading the round, but no word yet on whether it's set to include SoftBank, a participant in its last round in 2018, which valued it at just, oh, that is a relative term, $78 billion. When it came to funds, similarly big figure, Luxembourg Headquartered Venture Capital Fund European Circular Bioeconomy Fund, or ECBF, reached a 175 million euro, that's 213 million US dollars, second close on Tuesday, with 93 million euro from LPs including Volkswagen, Bund Versicherungen, Nestle and Neste. The three corporates were joined in the second close by promotional bank NRW Bank and an unnamed family office. ECBF was launched by the European Commission and European Investment Bank in November 2019. The EIB has provided a total of 100 million euro for the vehicle as a cornerstone investor. The fund is focused on late-stage investments in bioeconomy technology developers located in Europe, and it is two-thirds of the way towards a targeted close of 250 million euro. When it came to exits, while Roblox and Affirm may be putting their IPOs back to 2021, but that hasn't stopped mobile commerce platform developer Wish pricing an IPO that will net it just over $1.1 billion. The GD-backed company is floating at the top of its range after pumping its revenue up 32% in the first nine months of 2020, at a valuation about 50% higher than in its last round in August 2019, so the outcome of this one is going to be very interesting indeed. Were the others priced badly, or is the market just supercharged right now? I guess we will find out. When it came to crossover news with the university side, we had a few, but the biggest one was an IPO. University of British Columbia-linked AppCellera was one of the recent IPO candidates that saw a huge first-day pop, pricing an upsized $483 million IPO at 20 bucks per share early in the week, only for those shares to open at more than three times that price. The Eli Lilly-backed antibody therapy developer eventually closed the offering at $556 million after the underwriters, unsurprisingly, took up the overallotment option. Probably won't be the last time that happens this year. Let's move on and look at some smaller deals. Here we have, well, Google X may not have been the goldmine some of its parent company hoped for, but an unqualified success at this point has to be Verily, the company applying big data technology to healthcare and life sciences. Verily has just raised $700 million from existing investors, including Google owner Alphabet, representing its third mega round in total. Alphabet was joined by Tomasek, which invested $800 million in Verily in 2017. 
as well as Silver Lake and Ontario Teachers Pension Plan, which had added a billion dollars two years later. Xinjiang Preference Electronic Business, the group buying platform mainly known as Xinjiang Wajan, has agreed to raise $700 million from e-commerce group JD.com through a strategic collaboration agreement. The news was revealed in a regulatory filing without a valuation attached, but the company was reportedly in the process of securing $800 million in a Tencent-backed round in July at a $4 billion post-money valuation. Apex Microelectronics, a chipmaker spin-off of printing and imaging technology producer Ninestar, has raised $489 million from investors including Gree Electric Appliances, Suhai Gree Financial Investment Management Vehicle. The round was led by the $31 billion China Integrated Circuit Industry Investment Fund 2, and Gree Financial Investment Management supplied $53.5 million in return for a 1.8% stake. StockX runs an e-commerce marketplace that specializes in collectible and high-grade goods such as sneakers, handbags and electronics, and has raised $275 million in Series E funding at a $2.8 billion post-money valuation. Tiger Global Management led the round, and StockX's earlier investors include GV, the Alphabet subsidiary once known as Google Ventures, of course, which has had some year, it's fair to say. With vaccines beginning to be rolled out, it feels like the tech space is finally looking forward to a 2021 where some dormant sectors will also be making some big returns, potentially in both senses of the word. That could be part of the impetus behind the $182 million in funding just raised by ride-hailing service Bolt. Daimler and Didi Shujing-backed Bolt has diversified its business model by leaning more heavily on logistics in recent months, and the round also looks to have more than doubled its valuation to roughly $4.3 billion. Tencent has co-led a $153 million funding round for Yonghui Fresh Food, a business-to-business fresh produce distribution subsidiary of supermarket chain Yonghui Superstore with China International Capital Corporation's CICC Shizhi Fund. The round also featured Yonghui Superstore itself, which retains a 32% stake in the company, having also backed a $145 million Series A round two years ago. Funds, we've got one more interesting one for you here. China-based venture capital firm Before Capital has amassed 700 million renminbi, or $107 million, of capital across two funds, one backed by solar cell manufacturer Canadian Solar. The firm pulled in approximately $76.4 million for the first close of its Fund 3 and $30.5 million for the close of Fund 4. It now has over $306 million of capital under management across four funds and a number of special purpose vehicles. Canadian Solar contributed to Before Capital's Fund 3, alongside funds backed by the government of China's Inner Mongolia and Hohod regions. Exits? Well, we've got a few more here for you. Quite a few big ones as well. Beringer Ingelheim has agreed to acquire one of its portfolio companies, oncology therapy developer NBE Therapeutics, in a transaction that could reach $1.43 billion once milestone payments are factored in. NBE is working on antibody drug conjugates to treat cancer and has raised approximately $68 million from investors including Beringer Ingelheim Venture Fund and pharmaceutical firm Novo. LIDAR sensor and software provider Innovis has chosen the reverse merger route, one boosted by $200 million in pipe financing from investors including corporate backers Magna International and Phoenix Insurance. The combined company will be valued at about $1.4 billion once the deal closes, and Innovis's existing investors also include Samsung Catalyst, SoftBank Ventures Asia, Naver, Delec Motors, Delphi Automotive and Herald Insurance Investments and Financial Services. 
Upstart, the owner of an online lending platform that utilizes AI in its activities, is also valued above $2 billion following a $240 million IPO. Its shares rocketed up 47% in the first day of trading, and its pre-IPO backers include Rakuten, Progressive, and GV, which sold $1.6 million of shares, having backed Upstart's $1.75 million seed round eight years ago. Its remaining stake is worth about $28 million at the current share price. And, well, the second half of 2020 really has been a bonanza period for IPOs, and things don't show any sign of slowing down any time soon still. Not with the sky-high valuation companies are seeing as soon as they hit the market. UiPath, a provider of robotic process automation software, has also filed confidentially to go public, five months after a Tencent-backed Series E round valuing it at $10.2 billion. It so far raised $1.3 billion in funding, or thereabouts with Alphabet's capital G also among its backers. And finally, Coinbase is another unicorn to have confidentially filed to go public, and the crypto trading platform has been valued at $8 billion in its last round two years ago. Now that figure looks sure to rise given the increasing activity in blockchain technology and the recent shooting up of Bitcoin prices. It's raised approximately $517 million from investors that include New York Stock Exchange, NTT Docomo, BBVA and USAA. And people, well, we don't actually have any comings and goings for you this week, as it looks like everyone seems to be quite happy sticking to their jobs they have as they head into the Christmas period. And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. As always, these are only the top headlines from the past week, so do head on over to globalcorporateventuring.com globaluniversityventuring.com and globalimpactventuring.com to find everything else. And of course, do check back daily to stay on top of the news as it happens. I hope you enjoyed the episode and if this is your first time listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate because it helps us grow our audience. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues as well. Maybe even tweet out the episode or post about it on LinkedIn. Keep an eye out too on Wednesdays for our leadership series where we talk with thought leaders from all over the world to find out more about how they are supporting the innovation ecosystem. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, you can email me at thales at globaluniversityventuring.com. That's T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also tweet us at GCVenturing or GUVenturing. My name is Jerry Hillis. My co-host is Editor-in-Chief James Mawson. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production. Do check him out on inearproduction.com for all your podcasting needs. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.